0: Truth is, I am Iron Man.
1: I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. What is going on? What are you doing? To infinity and beyond! This is the way. The flux capacitor!
0: Is Star Wars the one with the little wizard boy? Chewie, we're home.
1: Avengers! Assemble. Oh, chills. Literal chills. All right, everyone, welcome to episode one of United We Fan the podcast. Well, I hope your spotty senses are tingling because for our first episode, we are discussing the Sam Raimi Spider Man trilogy. On this amazing episode, I'm joined by my co host, the brilliant Brian. Hey,
0: everyone, excited to uh, talk about the Sam Raimi Spider Man trilogy.
1: Uh, Me too. Full confession I have. Uh, teaser poster for the first and second one i might be wearing a spider-man t-shirt for spider-man turn off the dark i got a funko spider-man next to my computer i'm geeking out for this one but breaking news we have some breaking news on our first episode so do 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 brian what's our breaking news so just confirmed on
0: Zack snyder's uh twitter feed uh that the release of the snyder cut movement on twitter has been successful Uh, those of you that don't know what the Snyder cut of the movie, the Justice League is, um, very high level, um, Sam, uh, Zack Snyder had done several DC movies, um, after Batman versus Superman was not as well received, uh, Justice League was going through a couple of different things. Um, and then unfortunately, after a tragic, uh, suicide of his daughter in May of 2017, Zack Snyder actually left the Justice League project. And Warner Brothers brought in Joss Whedon of fame of multiple things within nerddom, but especially uh, his most successful had been the Avengers at the time. He came in and cut the film down from a reported 214 minutes to uh, just over two hours. That was not met with uh, a lot of applause from the DC fandom. The movie didn't perform very well. It had a $300 million budget and only... Uh, did six hundred and fifty-seven million worldwide, which in the world of comic book movies is is not good. Um, nope. ComicBook.com is reporting that they're gonna that Time Warner AT and T is gonna spend twenty million dollars to finish up this Snyder cut, and it's gonna be released on HBO Max um, sometime in two thousand twenty-one. That's what they're gonna do. But Mark, what do you think of the the release of the Snyder cut? Did you like the Joss Whedon cut?
1: Um, you could tell there was. You could tell when Joss um, stepped in and when Zack couldn't, and they didn't have the same voice, sadly. Um, Justice League, I have a lot of fun with. There's some good stuff there, but it didn't quite meet its potential. So, And I love Zack Snyder, um, 300, and Watchmen. I'm a big fan of his work. If you've never seen his animated movie, The Owl, The Legend of Gauld, um even check that out. So I am beyond excited to check out the Snyder cut.
0: Yeah, I think 214 minutes is uh, is a bit excessive to be 100% eh. honest. I don't think I'm going to be able to watch it in one in one sitting, but um <laughs> challenge I, I accepted. Hate, I didn't hate Justice League, but when yeah. it's trying to go up against something like Avengers Infinity War or something like it just it plays on a different level. And I think yep. DC's now kind of righted the ship a little bit. I'm a lot more excited for the future of DC than I am in the past, but
1: Yeah. Well, I don't think Zach will let us down, so um, I'm looking forward to it. In other news for all of you all to get to know Brian and I better, we do fun little polls on our Facebook social media. Brian has a fun one where he asks uh, everybody to name their top four for their Mount Rushmore. And his most recent one was sports team mascots. Brian, who's your uh, Mount Rushmore mascots? Even if you don't like sports, everybody loves
0: everybody loves a good mascot. I think. I mean, yeah. you even you go to the theme parks around the world and you see a, a mascot going around and and all that. Not necessarily mascots all the time, but um, so my top four mascots that I rated um, on my Mount Rushmore um, was the sausages in the Milwaukee <laughs> Brewers, the ones that run around the warning track. Yeah. Um, I I will say whenever I'm down, I pull up the YouTube video of that baseball player hitting that sausage with a baseball bat because nobody got hurt and it was it was funny. But those sausages make me laugh.
1: Yeah. Um The
0: sun, the sun's gorilla. He is the most athletic gorilla. Oh on the God. Yeah. I love I love watching the sun's gorilla. Um, Otto the orange from the uh, from Syracuse University. Um, he's just a big round orange with a hat on his head. He's just iconic. He's he's fun to look at. And then newcomer Johnny come lately. My favorite mascot of all time already is gritty of the Philadelphia Flyers. He's orange and fuzzy and his eyes move about as if independent from their body. (laughs) And I love gritty. Um, A lot of the responses on my Facebook feed. um, I'm from Denver. So those were real heavy toward uh, um, those kind of responses. Fred Bird from the St. Louis Cardinals was a was a big was a big pick and then a, a shout out to puddles um the oregon duck mascot who looks just strikingly like donald duck mm-hmm.
1: yeah um i if i i know i didn't respond because i just tried to think about it, but I, I always remembered the um was it the san diego chicken i think mm-hmm. um and then i uh, You've got to be a Wally fan, being a Red Sox guy, I would assume. Yeah, Wally is a lot of fun. Yes, thank you for outing me as a Red Sox fan. Um, <laughs> even, even you know what, Stuff from the Orlando Magic, he's actually pretty fun. Um, and then talking about real mascots, um, I'm not a Georgia Bulldog fan, but Ugga, the Bulldog. Oh, Ugga's the best. It's probably one of the cutest mascots there is. <laughs> yeah. So. I'll never forgive Bevo from Texas
0: for trying to kill Uga at a football game.
1: Oh, I so, remember that because
0: Uga's the best. So yeah,
1: that was a scary video. But yeah, if uh, any of you want to become friends with Brian to vote on that poll, it's a lot of fun. Highly recommend his Mount Rushmore. Um, over on my social media, I do a kind of like a playoff poll. The most recent one was favorite theatrical live action musical. And the top five ended up being Singing in the Rain, which is my favorite musical. I'm singing in the rain, you singing in the rain. Second place actually surprised me was The Greatest Showman, Mary Poppins, which I thought would maybe win or come in second, placed third, so the original Mary Poppins. Fourth place was Moulin Rouge, which is in my top five, and then Number five is the classic The Wizard of Oz. Brian, you have any favorite movie musicals? I was extremely disappointed
0: when Greece got eliminated from your poll early on. Um, no, 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 I no. Loved, I love. Grease,
1: Greece Grease ended up in six. Greece was okay. number six.
0: Yeah, still it, it to me Greece is is probably my favorite musical of all time, but coming right on the heels of it for me is the greatest showman. I love that movie. That soundtrack is incredible. Um, I I can't say I've seen all musicals. I have seen all the musicals that you did list. Obviously, Singing in the Rain holds up um, a lot, but I I, yeah. I I love Grease and The Greatest Showman is is a big thing for me. I do like that movie.
1: So uh, Grease is the word for you. Do you have chills and are they multiplying, Brian? I I can't even explain how much that <laughs> Grease Lightning makes me feel. <laughs> all right, well some fun polls that we will continue to update you all all of you friends as we do our podcast so that you can find out these exciting results with us now back to our main topic the sam Raimi spider-man trilogy remember with great power comes great responsibility now brian there's a, an alternate version of the second one and an alternate version of the third one so have you seen all versions of the trilogy movies I will say upon
0: my recent rewatch, it was just the theatrical releases. Um, I know I've seen the extended version of the second one and probably the third one at some point, Mm
1: -hmm. um,
0: but I cannot confirm that I've seen all of those. Just the theatrical releases are far more the the ones
1: I've watched. That's okay. I'm going to push up my nerdy glasses as I answer it. I have seen all the versions several times. Um, Definitely worth checking out now. It's based on, you know, kind of a very fa- famous comic book series. Brian, are you a uh, Spider-Man reader? I I didn't read a ton
0: of, of his stuff uh, when I was a kid. Um, the first Spider-Man stuff I ever read was definitely after I saw this first movie in 2002. Um, but Steve Ditko, Stan Lee... They created Mm -hmm. one of the most iconic characters of all time. That that cartoon from the nineties is really the first Spider-Man I ever saw. And I will never ever forget that one. I've been introducing my kids to that one on Disney plus that's been a, that's been a lot of fun, but I don't, uh, I didn't read a lot of him before the movie came
1: out. That's okay. Yeah. I've, I, I haven't ever read like a regular series of Spidey. I've read graphic novel collections um definitely more into those. I have read quite a bit. I wouldn't say I'm the most I have the most expert knowledge, like don't call me for trivia on Spider-Man, but I, I think you and I both have a good range of Spider-Man knowledge when it comes to the movies and the comics. Like we have a good understanding. So And I want
0: to acknowledge we understand Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield exist. We will try not to mention them too much because we want to focus on the Sam Wrighty, Sam Raimi Spider-Man films. We will talk about the others at some point, but we, uh, we understand those other
1: ones exist, but for this, for these purposes, we're talking Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man. Who knows? Maybe one day we'll have a Spider-Man episode. So, um, well, I guess the question is, where do we start? So Brian, how do you rank the trilogies? Does it go in order for you? One, two, three. Are you like the most popular choice? Two is your favorite. Where do you stand?
0: Yeah, two is definitely well regarded as the as the best of these three, um, especially critically. Um, but for me, um, it goes in release order: one, two, and then three. I like the the first one the most out of out of any of them, and and I I just I have my my reasons for it, and I know we'll talk about that here in a minute. So
1: yeah, I mean, I I was writing a movie blog recently and one of the ones I wanted to compare was Spider-Man one versus Spider-Man two, which one I thought was better. And I actually had to go back and (laughs) rewatch both of them and really think about it. Um, And depending on the day, Spider-Man one can be my favorite, depending on the day, Spider-Man two can be my favorite. Like, honestly, if someone were to go, Mark, which one do you want to watch? I would actually have to think about it and just, it would be hard for me. I know three is the bottom, but it's actually harder for me to decide. But let's start with Spider-Man One, the one that kicked it all off, um, the one that introduced us to Tobey Maguire as the webhead and Sam Raimi leaving those smaller films to do a huge, big-budget Spider-Man flick, um, and it actually opened pretty big, didn't it, Brian?
0: yeah, so it did come out on a one hundred and thirty nine million dollars budget, which is a big budget. I mean, not not to to pl- say anything, but especially by today's standards, that's a really small, really small budget. But it was the first ever movie to open up to a hundred million dollars in its first three days, even when you adjust for ticket price inflation. So it was a big, it was a big deal. It did one hundred and fourteen point eight million in its in its opening weekend. In um, a uh, 407 domestically, and it did 825 million dollars worldwide. So back in 2002, that's a that's a 1.1 billion dollar film um, by today's standards, which is what the latest Spider-Man films are doing as well. But yeah. it uh, it rocked it rocked the the movie world, and that's why we wanted to do this in our first episode. Is this this is the movie that ushered in this new era of films for people like you and me that are our age. That I mean, this was this was it. I mean, we saw. Something we'd never seen before. And that's why it did that money that quick.
1: I just, I remember seeing the teaser preview for it where you had Spider Man swinging around and um, it was the song like, I want to take you on a roller coaster. God, I hope we didn't lose listeners because of me (laughs) singing. But I just remember seeing that preview and I was, I was a huge DC guy, like huge DC fan. And I saw this Spider Man preview and I just I I got so excited to say it's my favorite film um, of the three
0: it's not to say that this film isn't without flaws you watch this movie (laughs) 18 years later now and and you it makes you realize why George Lucas wanted to re-release Star Wars after 20 years because the special effects have just come such a long way there's a lot lacking by today's standards in the special effects but some of it some holds up really well Um, the reason I picked Spider-Man 1 over Spider-Man 2 is just the storyline it had with its characters. I think it really, it knew who its characters were and it didn't deviate from it. Um, Spider-Man, Peter Parker was always chasing after Mary Jane Watson. It never was the other way around. And then in Spider-Man 2, they kind of flipped that role and Mary Jane's chasing Peter more than Peter's chasing her. And uh, it just, that's not what Spider-Man Spider-Man was to me. Um, they did a good job. At, they're still, this is the best on screen showing of the spider sense, I love how they show the spider senses everything in slow motion and all that kind of stuff. And they nailed that from from movie one. Um, yeah, they had Flash Thompson is the big bully, and then Peter beats him up. There's it just it mm, got high school good it got high school really 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 well for for all things all things considered for the time compared to what they were doing with most high school movies back in that time frame.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I'll forgive Toby McGuire because he said he never read a Spider-Man comic book before doing this movie. I'll forgive him for that, because he just does a great job. And I mean, even if you watch his screen test, if you can see special features, you'll see why they picked him. He just he nailed it right away for me. So um, And then, well, let's talk about one thing they changed. They don't have web shooters. They have it be organic, that it comes from Peter. You have any thoughts on that change? Like, do you prefer web shooters or having it come from him instead? Having it come from
0: him is very, very disturbing. Um, to <laughs> be, I think that's the best word that comes that comes to it. But I will say that it delivered one of my favorite lines that I remember from laughing as a kid of the "Go web, go!" and yes. "Fly!" and 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 all that kind of stuff. And Shazam! That, that, fly. that stuff. It never ceases to make me laugh. Um, I I don't. I mean, I very much prefer the web shooters. Um, yeah. But but again, if you're starting from square one, we got to remember that there's people that are seeing Spider-Man in 2002 that have that had no basis for the character whatsoever. Now, when we see All Spider-Man, right. we've got the basis of these movies and the others.
1: Um, but I I prefer the web shooters personally. Yeah, and I mean other. Other than that, I I think they definitely nailed it. The suit is beautiful for his, like, first big screen. Um, wow, the
0: suit is gorgeous.
1: It is beautiful. Um, speaking of beautiful, we have to talk about Bruce Campbell and his um, cameo. It wouldn't be a Sam Raimi movie without Bruce Campbell being the he, ring announcer <laughs> who actually gives yep. Spider-Man his name.
0: Yeah, that's, we'd be calling him the human spider if it wasn't for Bruce <laughs> Campbell, and that just doesn't work for me.
1: So. Oh, God. And then, of course, the human spider is going against Randy Macho Man Savage as Bonesaw.
0: (laughs) Bonesaw
1: Bruce Campbell, you know, he comes into an appearance in all three movies. Is this one your favorite? Um, Where does this rank for the Bruce Campbell cameos for you? As far as the Bruce Campbell
0: himself, this is probably kind of my favorite but i am very partial to the bruce campbell cameo as the Mater d at the restaurant trying to help peter um propose to mj um (laughs) where he keeps getting the cross signals and and all that kind of stuff because his french accent just and his little skinny french mustache it's just hilarious um so i would say of the bruce campbell's um the stuffy the stuffy Usher at the play, and the second one is the most forgettable for me. And even there, it's it's pretty darn funny. So,
1: see, for me, I was gonna say I think this one, like, don't get me wrong, I love all three. This one's probably my least, just because like it's low key. Bruce Campbell, I love him, mm. but the second one is um, actually my favorite, <laughs> where he's the usher. They extended it for one of the cuts of the second movie. But I like how simple it was, how this theater usher actually defeats Spider Man. Um, The third one, I think, is my second favorite just because we get over the top Bruce Campbell and I love it. But for me, Campbell cameos, it goes two, three, one. So, speaking of ranking, we have the very talented Willem Dafoe as spider-man's first villain the green goblin um where does he rank as far as your spider-man trilogy villains is he your first second third fourth fifth um he's he, i can again kind of like the first and second movie
0: i can go back one two on him um as a villain um specific as a full character i think norman osborne willem defoe was was just perfect i think him playing both the good norman guy somewhat of a scientist himself if you will um i think the full character he's probably my favorite villain doc ock we'll talk about a little bit more in a bit yeah. he's probably my favorite
1: villain but i don't yeah. care much
0: for the character
1: of otto octavius so yeah i i gotta go with um the green goblin willem defoe is my favorite villain from the trilogy um just with his backstory and just how it's portrayed and just the character in general i just when i always get excited reading about the green goblin and the spider-verse um can't go without touching on the upside down kiss in the rain the iconic scene that um i'm reading about it was not fun to film but pretty cool scene especially in the movie it definitely came off very comic booky yeah it comes across it comes across super
0: comic booky and that's what they were going for Mm -hmm. um and i I mean, I will say that it it doesn't seem like it would be very easy, especially to film in the rain. So, yeah. and we got yeah. to touch on uh, Uncle Ben. Um, I love um, just the performance of of Uncle Ben, um, and and all that kind of stuff. I don't really love how they kind of retcon it to an extent um, in Spider Man Three. Retcon's not quite the right word, but expand on it, I guess. Um, I just think. The character of Uncle Ben and what he meant to Peter was something that really uh, means a lot to people. It helped people realize that, hey, family isn't always just
1: mom and dad. It can be other people.
0: Um, And
1: I I mean, yeah. I definitely love the um, casting choices for Uncle Ben and Aunt May. Um, I love them in the first movie. So... Spider-Man 2, what a lot of people consider to be their favorite and the best of the trilogy. But for you and me, it falls into a close second. So we have Spider-Man versus Doc Ock, played by Alfred Molina, who is also very talented. You weren't too sold on him. Where does he rank for you in the villain rankings? It's not that I wasn't sold on him. I did have a hard time... um...
0: Kind of with him, just as as Otto Octavius, he just seems a little bit distant, but that very well may have been a character development choice. Uh, I mean, he's kind of an awkward scientist, and that's that's kind of how he is. Um, the The fact that he can just at the very end of the movie, choose to overcome um, spoiler alert, choose to overcome the artificial intelligence of the arms, and then just choose to kind of save the day i mean it doesn't always sit right with me um i think if he had that conviction um at that point he could have had that conviction earlier in the movie too um and that's kind of why i would probably rank him only as second because visually he's just awesome to look at it's really fun to watch
1: definitely yeah i just i remember the teaser preview where you have um Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst and like that cafe and they're talking and then just something starts to go wrong and the scene's obviously in the movie and then that car just comes through the window and you have Doc Ock there and he's just incredibly intimidating, threatening to um, pick um, Mary Jane apart. It was just a really good scene, gave me goosebumps, still gives me goosebumps. And then he gives her like a little smile after he throws. Peter Parker against the wall. I think he's a he's a really good villain. Um I do agree it was a little easy him turning. Um, but I wish they had put a
0: I wish they had put more of a costume on him rather than just a trench coat being shirtless. I would have liked to see him, <laughs> him kind of get a full-blown more green type of costume, but I know they went green in the first one with the Green Goblin, so Um, But traditionally, he is he is green and he's the best in the Spider-Man PlayStation four game. He is far and away the the funnest villain to to play against, too. So
1: I I definitely think as far as fight scenes, the fights between Doc Ock and Spider-Man are, I think, better than they were in the first film. Um, I do love them. So, like, you have the bank heist, and then on top of the train, that whole chase scene, I think is pretty great between Ock and Spidey. Um, we have a very vintage Sam Raimi scene in that movie as well, with the surgeons, the poor surgeons, trying to get the tentacles off of Doc Ock, and doesn't go so well.
0: Oh, he just, that, that scene is perfect Sam Raimi, just horror Um, that just the, the close-ups that you get of, of the different surgeons and the dismemberment that's happening that you don't even see um, it just the Sam Raimi and this, the future of Sam Raimi, this scene is what I look at when we look at Sam Raimi directing the next Dr. Strange multiverse of madness movie. Um, I just, I want that movie to get weird and I want (laughs) it to get scary. And this scene I think is, is going to be the basis of what we have to, to look at in the future with a Marvel Studios
1: budget. I I just that movie that scene there is a horror movie scene, and it even like for all those people who would forget or don't know, he did the Evil Dead movies, and you're reminded by that surgery scene. Oh yeah, this guy did horror movies. Oh yeah, for sure. So,
0: yeah, and one then, last thing I want to I want to say about Spider-Man Two yeah. um, is right why I don't rank it the first one. I just the character of of MJ. Um, being so flippant with her relationship between John Jameson and and um, man, Peter, and just being able to say, yeah, I'll marry a guy and then flip on it. I mean, I just Mary Jane frustrates me um, in that movie. And she's just a completely different character than she was in the first movie. And that's that's kind of my thing. Shout out to J.K. Simmons, though, in this movie, he really came into his own as J.K. or as J. Jonah Jameson. Yep. um and we even get our first dr strange call out in this movie um when he says he wants the name doc doc ock dr strange but it's already taken um yep. and that uh
1: that just more potential for sam Raimi in the future there yeah and shout out to him for also in a deleted scene wearing the spider-man suit and jumping on his desk if you get a chance to check out that scene i can see why it was deleted but it is comedic gold um And then I'm going to also do a little shout-out. In the beginning of the film, while uh, Peter's in the pizza parlor, there's a shot of Dr. Pepper Red Fusion. I miss that drink. Dr. Pepper, if you ever listen to our podcast, please bring that back. I love you, Dr. Pepper. (laughs) Red Fusion. Think about it. All right. Moving on to Spider-Man 3, the movie that just didn't feel... Organized, And Sam Raimi had his hands full and he was overruled on several decision making, um, especially with the villains. So in this one, we get Sandman and Venom with uh, um, Harry being a half a villain, sort of. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: he comes in as the new goblin. Now, this movie did perform. It did one hundred and fifty one million in its opening weekend. Um, so I mean, it had a it had a, a big appetite when it came out. It also had a budget of, of much higher than all the other ones, but it pulled in nine hundred million dollars worldwide. So this movie performed well. Whether, but it's easy to tell when you watch these three why yeah. it's the the worst of them, like you said. But it's just disjointed. It yeah. has so many pacing challenges when when Venom takes over Peter's body and. I mean, he, everybody's seen it. He dances through the streets and he rolls his arms and it just, the entire pacing of
1: those 30 minutes
0: just do not fit this film at all.
1: There's no way we could have talked about this movie without the dancing scene. And I love that, uh, into the spider verse even
0: <laughs> did a
1: little remembrance to that.
0: My son um, was watching these movies with me and, and right when he did, rolled his arms, my son said, yeah, we don't talk about that. Yeah. And it was just perfect. So
1: yeah, and I mean, this this movie isn't all bad. Um, the opening, it's not the opening scene. In the early scene, there's a battle between um, Peter Parker and uh, Harry, where Harry's on the hoverboard and they're flying around the city. It's actually a pretty epic scene. Yeah, some of the effects are a little dated, but overall scene, it's actually a great little action scene oh it's, and it's yeah it actually compared special effects wise it's one of the better scenes in this in this trilogy it's a lot of fun and then i i remember i rewatched it yesterday the sandman creation scene where he's coming together with the music and the effects aren't don't look bad at all you can tell they spend a lot of time on it the creation of sandman and then when he's reaching out for the locket that's actually a pretty good scene
0: um yeah all the sand just collapsing
1: around it. It's really, yeah. really cool. Yeah, I and just then, don't,
0: I yeah. just don't love the, just the, we didn't get enough. We still don't get much of an explanation as to why he killed Ben Parker. Um, and that's when I talk about that being a retcon, it just kind of added to the story something I didn't want. This character just didn't have a lot, of, a lot of depth to it. They were just looking for a way to, I think this villain, this movie just had too many villains yeah. Venom shows up and we get zero explanation where the symbiote ever comes from. Um, it's just, it just too much trying to fit into two hours and 20 minutes.
1: Yeah. I think it was a little weak that they had um, Sandman accidentally kill uncle Ben. I think that was a little weak storytelling. I think Tom and, he, Thomas Hayden church is very talented. And I think he did the best he could with the Sandman character Topher Grace as Venom. I didn't hate him like a lot of uh, f- feedback I've heard. I think he could have gone a little more over the top for Venom. He uh, was already kind of over the top. I mean, he
0: prays to have Peter Parker killed before Venom even has any influence on him. He's not exactly a—Eddie Brock's not exactly a good guy in the first place. and
1: That's true. I think mean, he's oh a little God. bit— That he's church
0: little, scene. Ooh. That church scene's crazy. I forgot all about that. Um, now, if you could get fired for photoshopping photos in today' today's world, man. Holy cow.
1: <laughs> and then um i I will admit Gwen Stacy is one of my like comic book crushes. I nothing against Bryce Dallas howard. i I didn't like her portrayal. She's definitely not the definitive portrayal for me of Gwen Stacy. Um, that kind of bummed me out how they portrayed her in the movie. But it was nice to see Gwen Stacy pop up on screen. Captain so. Stacy, too, her dad. He
0: wasn't, I mean, they just kind of put him in there just to put him in there. I wish that we yeah. had gotten more of a they, Commissioner or Gordon role, if you will.
1: Yeah, they were both better utilized in future installments of other Spider Man, I think. Um, yeah. In this film, I'm going to put on my uh, movie score hat for a quick second. Danny Elfman did an iconic score. Granted, it may not be as like epic, legendary as his Batman and Batman Returns scores, but you hear this score and you know Spider-Man like is coming. Shout out to Danny Elfman for his score, and I know he had some creative differences on the third one. So Christopher Young, who's actually done some good stuff, came in, and for me, I liked his Contributions. He also blended very well with Danny Elfman. They worked together for a little bit. So, and he's worked with Sam Raimi before. So, if you get a chance, check out those movie scores. I think all three of them hold up very, very well. Brian, you have any thoughts on the Spider-Man theme for this one?
0: Like you said, the Danny Elfman, the the first two, they stand out a lot more than the, yeah. than the music in the third one does. I in the second one, they start playing the traditional. Um, Spider Man theme song, um, <laughs> and they don't they don't steer into that near as much as a I think they would now. Um, yeah. Even even Marvel Studios pulled it out in Spider Man Homecoming, their very first one. Right. Um, but I I I think um, it was a creative choice not to steer into that too much, and and maybe it was the right choice because maybe it's all we would think about now. But I wish they had used that classic Spider Man theme song just a little bit more.
1: Yeah, but. Speaking of songs, I definitely owned all three CDs for the movie albums. Um, Takes me back all three of them. Did you happen to listen to any of those albums or am I alone on this one? Yeah, I'm not familiar (laughs) with these ones. (laughs) I know they had a lot of
0: rock music and stuff on them that wasn't necessarily in the movie, right?
1: Um, they use them, if if you check out the albums, you go, oh yeah, I remember hearing a clip of that, like the second one, they definitely used music from the album a lot more heavily. But if you get a chance and you want to hit rewind a little bit, check out those albums. They're they're still pretty good rockin' stuff. Um, <clears throat> we were supposed to get a Spider-Man 4 after this with Sam Raimi hoping to rebound after this one, but sadly didn't happen i know i've even seen some like fan-made um films hoping to be inspired by the spider-man 4 script that came out everything i read on it it sounds like it would have been pretty epic i would have definitely been there for it i'm sad it didn't happen but yeah it is what it is i guess
0: so does Toby Maguire coming back as as old man Spider Man say they do a, a live action Spider-Verse and because <sighs> the the main Spider-Man that dies in Spider-Verse is based on Toby Maguire's character. Would you like to see something like that
1: portrayed on live action film to bring Toby Maguire back to the role? I think Toby Maguire, I think he's he's done. I think we've moved on. We've all had enough time to move on. I do hope that the original pitched cameo for all the spider-mans to appear in the animated into the spider-verse movie i hope that happens but yeah. i i'm good with never seeing a live-action toby Maguire spider-man movie that that time has come and gone sadly It's very but yeah well um you have any more closing thoughts before we wrap up this episode on the sam raimi spider-man trilogy
0: no i'm I'm glad we I'm glad we did this. I've been meaning to watch those films over again a lot lately. Yeah. and I just it brings me back to the time when i I just was a kid and I sat in that audience and that elevator scene in Spider-Man Two when he rides it down because he can't shoot his webs. <laughs> yeah. I remember that scene and that movie audience. I can tell you the exact movie theater I was in, and that audience was just dying. Yeah. and uh, that scene is still one of the funniest ones out there, but I just I sure these films may not be what we have now, especially with Spider-Man on film um, spoiler alert to how I feel about Tom Holland. I love, love Tom Holland. Um, but these films, these ushered in this, this new age and it made me the nerd. I am today. This movie, it really started in 2002 with this first Spider-Man movie.
1: Yeah. Um I definitely got into Spider-Man after seeing this. I still have my hoodie that I got after um seeing the third one so i i definitely have a special place for these movies and i think if people went back and watched they would be reminded just how much fun and how good these were thank you all for uniting with us on our podcast we hope your spidey senses went off for the whole entire episode and you'll continue to listen to us in the future you can find us on uh instagram at United We Fan The
0: Podcast with underscores in between. We're on Instagram there. You can also send us your feedback on anything you like that we talked about, anything you'd like to hear us talk about in the future. We do have an email address at UnitedWeFan Podcast at gmail.com.
1: Till next time, we hope you all assemble to unite with us for our next episode of United We Fan the Podcast. We'll be taking on the epic maestro that is. Steven Spielberg. Pretty excited. Huge fan of his. I'm excited for Brian, for myself. Thank you all for listening. Keep on. Have fun.
0: Live.